Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Welcome to 2023. I hope you had a really restful break. If you got to have a break, I absolutely had a good reset and recharge, spending time with my family, lots of time in the sun and lots of time in the water as well, which was fantastic. And now within my business, I'm getting ready for 2023 and and everything that it holds. As I mentioned last month, I talked about not getting too caught up in goal setting every year. It's not to say that I don't set goals because I certainly do. What I, I guess, was drawing attention to is that we get caught up in a lot of hype at the start of the year to set our goals and and they can fizzle out really quickly. In my episode, I talked about three things I do all year long that keep me on track and keep me heading towards what I want to achieve in a more tangible way than goal setting once a year. I talked about how I check monthly analytics across my digital marketing efforts, how I do set quarterly goals to give me short-term runs towards objectives, and how I use quarterly reviews to check in on those goals, see how I'm tracking and making sure I'm adjusting from the learnings in real time. So how do you get set to have an effective goal setting and review system in place? Well, today I wanted to talk to you about the steps I would take at the start of the year to make sure that my business is ready for the year ahead and that we're going to optimize all the opportunities that are coming our way. So firstly, as you've heard me say before, I'm a massive lover of data. I have a huge appetite for data. I love reading into numbers and seeing the learnings in the in the hard data of what's going on in my digital marketing. So to get set for 2023, I suggest that you connect yourself to Google Analytics. If you have a website and it's not being tracked by Google Analytics yet, you're missing a massive opportunity for real in-depth rich data about your customers, what they're doing, where they're converting, where they're coming from, where you're losing them, and so much more. I have a lot of clients talk to me about Shopify analytics, and I love Shopify and I love the analytics that's in there, but it really still doesn't hold a match to Google Analytics for me. I find that there's just a deeper level of analysis that you can draw with Google Analytics that you are limited in in Shopify. So even if you have a Shopify account and and website, I do really encourage you to still connect Google Analytics. So depending on your tech ability, that might mean talking to your web developer or Googling how to connect Google Analytics to your WordPress site or your Shopify or Squarespace site, depending on what you're running. So the next thing I suggest to get you set for a new year is to audit all your digital accounts. It's amazing the changes that happen during a year that we don't catch, that that fall through the gaps. So I'm talking about auditing your imagery, first of all. Go through your Google My Business account. 
your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your TikTok, wherever you're showing up online and have a look at the imagery you've got that's static in place. So your cover images, your profile photos, your pinned photos, and give that a little once over. Are they still the most relevant visual identity of your brand for the unit you're ahead? And if not, make sure you update it. Then you're going to go through your account details. Is your website right everywhere? Your phone number, your email address, your trading hours, your uh, service outline, especially on Facebook. That's one place that can often get neglected that has some really key information as well as Google My Business or Google Maps listing, uh, which I mentioned before in terms of imagery. So really important areas to check out and just make sure that uh, telling the right story about your business for the year ahead. You might also want to just double check any uh, static content. So your Instagram bio, your LinkedIn about me statement, um, any sort of short and sharp summary of your business, making sure that that's still super relevant to your ideal client and what you're looking to achieve in the year ahead. The next step is to renew your ideal client. So every year there are changes. There are changes to your business, your strategy, your, I guess, hopes and desires or your niches that you're focusing on. And in the same way, your ideal client is going through shifts as the year proceeds or as time proceeds. Their uh, their needs might be changing. They might be evolving or it might be that the ideal client you've been sort of targeting is no longer the ideal client that matches what you want to achieve in your business. So making sure you review your ideal client profile and update it so that the the snapshot that you're looking in day in and day out of who you want to talk to, who needs you the most, whose pain points and pleasure points you can capture most accurately, that, that that's as up to date as your business goals are. So refreshing, renewing your ideal client as as a step for getting set for your new year is something that I highly recommend. So once you've renewed your ideal client, it's a great time to look at your content pillars. So as we've talked about before, your content pillars are your topics that are the foundations of your digital content. So your content pillars might be things like um, service call-outs. They might be testimonials. They might be hacks and tips. They might be uh, proof points um, of quality or price or delivery. Uh, They might be around um, new news or new products or blog posts. So looking at your content pillars and adjusting them to ensure they line up with that most up-to-date ideal client profile that you've developed. So there's no point having content pillars that talk to an ideal client that you're no longer targeting. So getting that nice and up-to-date so that your ideal client and your content pillars are singing together. And then we want to set quarterly goals. The reason I love quarterly goals is It's short enough that we can be really responsive to changes and learnings, but long enough that we're not trying to upend and and change tack too often. I find a year is a really long time and definitely within a digital marketing context and the way that the digital marketing landscape changes so quickly 
if you've got goals and and you're creating annual actions that are digitally focused, it can be really unrealistic to think that the digital strategies you set today to meet your goals will indeed be the ones you're using come October or November. In fact, I can assure you they won't be. So the reason I love setting quarterly goals is it gives us a more tangible piece of time to work with. I can gather data in a quarter that I can make more informed decisions of for my next quarter. It also gives momentum knowing that you've got three months to tick off your goals or to certainly move towards it. And then you're going to review and reset your goals for the quarter ahead. And it's not to say that some of your goals might not take two or three quarters for you to deliver, but what a shorter goal setting period means is your tactics and your strategies are being set in shorter increments. So you're not sort of uh, making a broad sweeping statement about what might be and you're working more with what is. So I'm sure I don't have to tell you when it comes to setting goals, we want SMART goals. Specific, making them clear and specific. Measurable, the part I love. Defining what you're going to measure, what the data point is that's going to tell you you've achieved that goal. Attainable, so making the goals realistic. They might be a bit of a stretch, but they're certainly not something that will demotivate you. Making them relevant, so back to your ideal client, back to the resources you have on hand and then making them time-based. So setting yourself a date. And, you know, in the quarter, it might be the whole quarter. It might be, you know, one month or two months. Or as we said, your quarterly goal might actually be stretching in time into, you know, the next quarter or the next two quarters. So once you've got probably no more than five, we sort of say three to five goals is a really nice amount. You've got your quarterly goals Um, in place, then you know where you're heading for the quarter ahead. And you can then break that down into actions of what you're going to do to achieve those goals. Then what you want to do is create a review template. So when it comes to monthly analytics, there's definitely certain things that I like to review. And I'm going to put a link in my show notes to the monthly review template that I use, uh, which you can download a copy of and, and use for yourself. So firstly, I like to do a bit of a self-check-in each month. So look at how consistent my content was, how consistent I engaged on the platforms. Did I turn up? Did I comment? Did I do lives or stories? And, you know, was I engaging with other people's content? What surprised me the most in the month about the social media and digital marketing content that I put out? What roadblocks did I hit? So they might be, you know, I got sick or um, I got overbooked or, you know, things that meant that the plans I had in place for my digital marketing that month didn't all come to fruition. And then how I'm tackling those roadblocks, how I'm going to get back on track. Then looking at a bit of a development plan for the month ahead. So what areas uh, of my digital marketing or my business am I sort of struggling with or I'm looking to get better at? And what are my goals there for development? How I'm going to go after that? Then the other part of my monthly review I love to do is my actual analytics. I like to look at my follower numbers, if they're up or down from the month before, the reach, if it's up or down from the month before. I want to look at my content, my top content pieces. Scrap that. 
I want to look at my top content pieces by platform. So what were my top five on LinkedIn? What were my top five emails that went out? What were my top five Instagram posts? So I really want to break that down channel to channel because there's different insights that each channel can give us. And then I want to look at it and think about why it worked. Was it the timing? Was it the imagery? Was it the content itself? Was there a strong call to action? Was there no call to action? And that's why it worked. So really starting to dig into learnings. And then what I want you to identify is what you'll do differently going forward. So that's something that I suggest running through each month, as I've said before. Um, So a monthly analytics review. And and it's really that what am I going to do different? Looking at your top performing content each month helps you to understand what to do more of and what to do less of. And that really comes down to what your audience wants from you. We also um, get set for quarterly reviews. Quarterly reviews I would do at a much deeper level. So I would be reviewing my goals that I set and how I progressed against them, what goals I achieved, what goals I didn't achieve. And again, looking at the why, what happened and, and are they still relevant? I would be out of my quarterly reviews, resetting my next quarter's goals. In that quarterly review, I'd be looking into my Google Analytics. So I'd be looking into my website traffic, the sources that it came from, where people left, where people converted, what I can learn from that, what I can do more of. I'd be looking holistically at the three months data on my platforms to understand, again, from a three-month point of view, what my best content and my worst content was to get closer to understanding what my audience engages with most. I'd also be looking at any promotions or sales that I ran and looking at what performed best and what performed, you know, at at the bottom. And again, drawing insights onto why I thought that was the data, as well as, you know, um, hard data, as well as intuition or gut or feedback, you know, what I can see has worked and, and why. So once you've got a great process in place where you're setting quarterly goals, you're reviewing monthly, and then you're, um, you know, analyzing quarterly to replan, what you need then is a digital marketing plan that matches your goals that you're going to constantly evolve throughout the month. So as I said, you know, the best reason to set goals is to then create timely, tangible actions from them to achieve it. So, you know, when you look at your quarterly goals, you then need to break it down into your digital marketing plan to match those goals. So if one of your goals is, for example, to increase revenue, then you need to look at your digital marketing calendar for the next three months ahead. Are you going to um, sell, you know, sell a program or if, you know, an e-com store, are you going to run a particular promotion or a particular sale? Are you going to launch a new product? For our service-based businesses, is there going to be an offer? Is there going to be a new service? Or are you going to highlight a best-selling service in a new way to, you know, reignite the fan base that you have that may not have bought from you or haven't bought from you in a while. If your uh, goals are to, you know, grow your social media following on a particular channel, how are you going to do that? Is it about turning up more? Is it about dialing up your personal branding? Is it about a paid ad strategy and what does that look like to grow awareness overall? Um, Is it a collaboration that you're going to do with somebody else? 
So what we take from those goals is the actions that we're going to need to take, the strategies. If your goal, for example, is to reach a different ideal client audience that you haven't engaged with before, uh, you know, your your strategies might come down to your branding. It might be time to rebrand or it might be time to rebuild that website that, you know, you haven't been proud of or you know doesn't really connect and, and speak to your ideal client. Or maybe you're going to get a copywriter to refresh the copy for you. Um, so looking at what your goals are and then breaking them down into actions. And, and of course, they're not all going to be digital actions. I'm focusing on that today because this is obviously a digital marketing focused podcast. But you know, the the actions out of your goals are going to touch all areas of your business. And you know, they may be resourcing or sales or product development. Um, they're certainly not all going to be digital marketing, but by having really clear quarterly goals and a really clear digital marketing action plan, you can then use monthly analysis and quarterly reviews to make sure you're set up for success. So there are my tips on how to get set for 2023. I hope you found it really helpful. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or LinkedIn. You can find me at Marianne Amy's on both. Also check the show notes and I'm going to drop a link to my monthly review template, which I hope will help you as well. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources.